Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Talking My Shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny. This episode is brought to you by Cash My Thrift. Man, at Cash My Thrift is a great, great place to find retro, vintage, and modern sportswear apparel at a great price. For those of you guys who love to rep your favorite sports team or just want to rock some fresh, high-quality vintage clothing, hit up Cash My Thrift on Instagram, which is spelled C-A-C-H-E, followed by My Thrift. They provide starter jackets, crewnecks, jerseys, and much more. And also, on some real shit, man, tell them Too Skinny sent you, and they'll offer you a $10 discount of any item of your choosing, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? I've been trying to I've been trying to find, like, some dope-ass, like, Bulls championship uh, windbreakers, like, from the 90s and shit, like, because I was born in 96. So I've been looking like for that specific, like a, a nice little windbreaker. But um, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? They don't really carry my sizes on eBay and shit like that. And I don't really be having time to go to the thrift store and shit too much. Because I'm, I'm impatient as fuck, bro. I don't, I don't like going through shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll walk in, look at like three different shirts. I'm like, man, fuck this. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go get some food. But um, but yeah, so the homie's going to find some shit for me. So anyway, go fuck with the homie and shit. I'll put all his shit on the Talk of My Shit podcast Instagram. But anyway, let's get right into this episode. You guys know, like, uh, I've been, uh, I've, well, I've been saying that I've been trying to get in shape and shit. But you you know, I'll be lying. I'll be capping like a motherfucker. I don't really be trying to get in shape and shit. But as of like this past week, I really started working out. I started, you know what I'm saying? The gyms are not open yet, you know what I'm saying? That's what I've been hearing. I don't, I wouldn't know. I don't never go to the fucking gym, but that's what motherfuckers been complaining about online and on Twitter and shit. Don't complain about the gym not being open. I could really give a fuck. They could never open back up. It wouldn't change my life at all. But anyway, <laughs> I've been trying to work out, at, at, not at home, but like outdoors and shit. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, I live pretty close to that Oakhurst Forest Preserve and shit. So I, uh, I don't live extremely close, but I don't be walking there. Fuck all that bullshit. Cause they don't got like a actual trail to get there. You guys, you got to get on Fifth Ave and then walk a little bit on Fifth Ave and then you got to turn into the motherfucker. I ain't doing all that. I ain't walking on Fifth Ave. Fifth Ave don't even got no motherfucking sidewalk. Fuck Fifth Ave, bro. It just got rocks and shit. Fuck them. It'd be hella deer right there, though. I'll fucking run over a deer on Fifth Avenue, bro. Fuck the bullshit. One time my dad ran over, he didn't run over a deer. I'm capping. It's like three, like somebody ran over a deer on Fifth Ave, but my dad pulled over and picked that motherfucker up. He came home, he turned back around, he was late to work, bro. He came back home and he woke me up. He's like, yo, help me up. He woke me up. It was like 6 a.m. He was barely going to work. He woke me up. He's like, yo, he's like, come help me up. I got something in the trunk. I was like, oh shit. So he pulled the fucking car in the garage and he's like, close the door, close the door. I was like, I thought this motherfucker ran over a bitch and he hit her in the trunk or something. I was like, damn, I'm about to help my dad hide a body, bro. This motherfucker opened the trunk. It's a deer, bro. I'm disappointed as fuck. A deer? What the fuck I'm gonna do with a deer, bro? It ain't even Christmas time. Boy, get the fuck out of here. But anyway, we took that motherfucker out and uh, he left it there. You know, he went to work, but the next day he called off. And he spent all day peeling that motherfucker, cooking that motherfucker, and he ate that motherfucker. I ain't eat that motherfucker. I probably did eat that motherfucker. They probably gave me some shit, and they were like, yeah, it's cow, but it wasn't even cow. It was probably deer, because there was so much deer meat. But anyway, um, what the fuck was I getting at with this whole fucking deer situation? Anyway, uh, yeah, if your dad... if, if your dad picks up uh, roadkill and eats it, maybe, you know what I'm saying, we could, like, get to know each other because we're so similar. <laughs> no, nah, but um, I go to the park over there on Fifth Ave, uh, across the street from my house, and uh, I be driving there. Fuck the walking, bro. Fuck the walking, bro. But I started working out, like, um, uh, when did I start? I, I started on Friday. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I said all week, but nah, I just started, like, this Friday. But anyway, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I go up the hill. I'll be feeling good as fuck. I rolled my ankle, like, three times already. This working shit out ain't for me, but you know what I'm saying? And I even, like, uh, I was looking up a whole bunch of do-it-yourself workouts, and I've been, like, squatting and, and doing, like, crunches and shit like that. Every time I do a crunch, I'll be farting. I'm telling you, I'm not good at crunches. But uh, I even, like, I even, like, uh, I was, uh, I invented my own sauna and shit, bro. Like, I invented my sauna, bro. 
all I do is I park my crib. Now I'm like, I park my crib. Look, I'm fucked up already. How the fuck I park my crib? Motherfucker, like, damn, boy, you your ass live in a trailer. I do not live in a trailer. But if you do live in a trailer, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? As long as there's no tornadoes. <laughs> nah, but uh, but no, I park my crib. My crib. Oh my god, why the fuck did I say I park my crib again? No, I park my car in the in the garage and then I turn the fucking heater on. And then sometimes I close the garage and shit. Depends how depressed I am, you know that day. But <laughs> but most of the time, I just turn the heater on and I I, I be sweating like a motherfucker, bro. You just gotta roll down the window when you're about to faint, cause if you don't, you fuck, my boy. But uh, but anyway, I started working out. Um, the reason I worked out on Friday is just cause I woke up in such a good mood. And the reason for that is because um. I know I uh, talked about it maybe a few times on here. I've put it on my Instagram a few times. But uh, I was part of this album that dropped uh, June 19th, which is yesterday, Friday. Uh, it's a compilation album, so it's a few different comedians, mostly from Chicago. I think I'm the only one from Aurora. And uh, look, the homies over at Beat Positive Productions put this whole thing together, and they gave me the honor to open up the album. Um, I'm on track number three, but the first two tracks are not actual comedy. Well, they are comedy, but they're not like comedy skits. They're... Um, they're like skits slash uh, like a music, I think. And mine's the actual first stand-up bit. So um, I'm very grateful for that, man. And all week or like ever since I knew this album was going to come out, I wanted it to go number one and I wanted to, to I wanted it to hit the top charts. Like I didn't know, you know what I'm saying, if we were going to be able to, although I've seen people from Chicago do it. You know, I've seen people hit number one before, people that are not necessarily famous, but they do have a big following uh, in the city. So I was like, well, I mean, if it's enough comedians on here like us, and I mean, I got a pretty decent following. Some of the comedians on there had a pretty decent following. I was like, if we all promote this shit, we could probably go number one or I mean, at least top 10, you know, and. And yeah, it came out on Friday. We all started promoting. We started pushing that motherfucker. And dude, no bullshit. That shit went number one um, yesterday, Friday. It was at number one this morning as well. So I woke up today with the nut with, I mean, it's not my album technically, but I am like on there. So I mean, it feels good. It feels good. It's a good ass feeling, you know what I'm saying? Because then other comedians from, it's number one in the country. So people from all over the country are looking, you know, comics or comedy producers are probably like, well, let's see, you know, what up and talent's coming or who's charting. So I mean, being number one and being the one that opens up the album, it's a fucking, you know, it's a great feeling. So right now I have had a whole bunch of more friend requests, emails and DMs, Instagram followers. People hit me up, you know, that they fuck with the music or they're asking me, you know what I'm saying, where do I usually perform? So so I think it can lead to a lot of opportunities, you know what I'm saying? So I'm very excited for that. So anyway, for you guys that are asking, like, oh, how can we support, you know what I'm saying? You could go on iTunes, you could buy my track, it's number three, um, it's called I'm at the Gym. Or if you have Apple Music or Spotify, you just want to go listen to it, go listen to it. Um, man, it's, it's just a good feeling, you know what I'm saying? It's fucking dope, you know, that we made it happen or whatever. Um, obviously, one day I want it to be my own album, you know, like Two Skinny's album. But, um, but right now, it feels good to be part of this, you know what I'm saying? So thank you guys if you already did tune in. But anyway, um, let's get right into this week's episode, man. I've been talking about of hella shit, man. Está bien caliente, bro. I know I told you guys like two episodes ago to shower, but now shower more, bro, because fuck, bro. I, I, for those of you guys that know me, the only type of t-shirts I wear are black t-shirts from First Image. Only. I don't wear... I, I hate fat motherfuckers that go to Walmart and buy t-shirts. Because you know those t-shirts that they sell like at, at the mall or at the any store? They only go big, like like wide. Like they be big as fuck wide, but the motherfucking... It don't be long at all. Whole stomach be popping out and shit. Or I hate like fat dudes that swear they're like a fucking 1X, but like you're a 3, you know what I'm saying? Like tight ass fucking shirt, fool. Motherfuckers that be wearing graphic tees, like, bro, you know what I'm saying? You're 380 pounds. Put on a fucking plain t-shirt. Fucking up everybody's day, bro. And that's coming from a fat motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but anyway, um, um, 
the fuck was I? I don't even know where the fuck I was going to go with that about the. But it's been hot. Yeah, yesterday was like 110. Yo, todo de pendejo. I'm still wearing black jeans, black T-shirt to work. I had to go walk around my job, around the property and shit to drop off like letters and shit, like notices. Bro, I swear, by the time I got back into my office, my, I couldn't even breathe. Like, my fucking shirt was drenched. Like, motherfuckers would have thought I jumped in the lake, bro. I swear to God, I was fucking sweating like a motherfucker. But anyway, for some reason, here on my notes, it says, I love bitches that look like crackheads. I always have some type of fucked up ass notes on here because I just write down my thoughts for like the week and shit. But I, w I was thinking about this. Like low key bitches that look like crackheads look kind of good. You know what I'm saying? Like, like girls that look like crackheads are kind of cute. Not like girls that missing all their teeth and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like a girl that just started fucking with crack. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like it's going to go downhill from here, but you still look cute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's because I saw this porn that, um, <laughs> no, because you know, sometimes, you know, they have like the videos of the day and, <laughs> and it was like, crackhead doesn't have enough money for crack. So, <laughs> just kidding But like you know I'm into, like no I was looking Thinking about like People ask me like What's your type And shit like that Like I don't know For some reason I told you guys I don't know if I told you guys I'm into girls Like that smoke cigarettes Drink black coffee Like that are You know what I'm saying Like you know those girls From like the movies That are just like Wear vans And like um, Like don't give a fuck About life Like Tokyo vibes From Money Heast You know what I'm saying Like Or like girls that cheat You know I love girls that cheat I need me a girlfriend Who cheat Like That's my favorite. You know, if you cheat on me, like, please cheat on me. Please. But anyway, speaking about cheating, um, my ex. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but that bitch, Jenny Six, I got a lot of shit to talk about this week. So, I mean, if you're listening, you better, you know what I'm saying? Like, put this shit up. You know what I'm saying? Take a seat. You know what I'm saying? Like, get comfortable, fool. That bitch, Jenny Six Nine, got canceled. For some reason, how the fuck is this bitch still famous? I don't know. Uh, you guys made her famous because that bitch was eating hot Cheetos on YouTube and blew her ass up. Like, this bitch just grabs any Mexican stereotypes, puts on sombreros, botas, eats hot Cheetos and tweets, you know, carne asada or dumb shit, you know what I'm saying? Dumb shit. And and uh and you guys made her famous. And I don't know if she was doing makeup or what the fuck, but she does vlogs as well. And this weekend, uh, well, obviously people were already on her ass because she didn't speak up about black lives and and you know, people are like, well, you're an influencer, you know, you should educate your audience if they're not already knowing or 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 show that the people that you're with us, you know, but this bitch stay quiet, you know what I'm saying? Stay quiet and didn't say shit. So people got offended. They're like, bitch, we support you and you out here. You know what I'm saying? Playing play that bitch. You know what I'm saying? You ain't talking, bitch. So uh, anyway, um, this bitch, uh, they, there was this video, I guess, of one of her recent vlogs where uh, where she talk, where she's she's about to make like a michelada with a non-alcoholic beer. But in the same video, she talks about how when she goes to eat mariscos, sometimes she drinks a beer for the craving. And this is while she's pregnant. So like, bitch, why the fuck would you say that? You know, say to an audience. So anyway, this bitch got canceled, but she should have been canceled because this bitch is goofy as fuck. I don't know why the fuck motherfuckers were into her. Um, I feel like she just, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jenny69 is like the perfect example of some of you bitches that just be bad. Bad as fuck, but be dumb as fuck. But um, but hey, I mean, if you hey, don't take this personal. But if you take it personal, you stupid as fuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, nah, man, you know, right now that. Uh, Dude, there's so many shows that that come out. Like, I've been trying to, like, a lot of people have been trying to tell me to watch different shows because a lot of people were in lockdown quarantine. They weren't working. So, for example, like, my sister, my brother, you know what I'm saying? They, they've been running through seasons of hella different shows and shit, and they've been trying to put me on. And I just, I try not to binge watch, bro, because when I try, when I binge watch, I get depressed. Like, 
I, you know, I, I didn't discover binge watching until like when I graduated high school. And I know that sounds dumb and it sounds goofy, but whatever, but it's true because my parents growing up, like my parents never gave us the time of day to like sit down and binge watch a show. Like my parents, we live a very fast paced life. Like it's like you're doing, if you're home, you're doing something in the house. You're mopping, you're sweeping, you're doing the dishes, you're outside doing yard work, cleaning something. You're like, like, you're, and I even have jokes about this, how like when my parents get home, it's like, oh, you got to, like you're doing something because if you're not doing shit, they're going to make you do something. You know what I'm saying? That's how just some Mexican parents are, you know, or at least my parents, you know? So anyway, um, so anyway, them being like that my whole life, I never got to binge watch a show. If I ever did watch TV, you know, it was either at, when they were gone or at night when they're asleep. But I never really, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, like we can't watch TV at fucking 3 p.m. in my house, you know what I'm saying? Like, in, in, on the weekend. Like, my parents are home. My dad's going to be, hey, get the fuck up. Help me do this. Help me do that. So anyway, uh, around high school, let me hold on. Let me get a sip of my Gatorade. <clears throat> during um, my bad. During high school, um, after I mean, sorry, after right after high school, I graduated in 2014 from East Aurora. Um, fuck if you graduated from anywhere else. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I graduated from there, and uh, right as I graduated. I kind of wanted to move out. I kind of wanted... I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do with my life. You know, I kind of... I was almost going through, like, a mild depression, right? So... Uh, my aunt gave me the opportunity to move to Chicago so I can go to school out there to one of the city colleges, which is a city college is basically a community college, but college, but from funded by the city. Right. So, uh, so I moved out to Chicago right after I graduated. I'm talking about, I graduated in May, like May 25th, I think was our graduation. And like by June, even before my birthday, which is June 10th, by the first week of June, I was already, I had moved to Chicago and I had already enrolled in summer classes. So I'm telling you, like I wasn't even 18 cause I graduated when I was, when I was, I wasn't even 18 and I was already already enrolled into college classes and uh not really because i was so eager to learn mostly because i just wanted to get the fuck away from aurora um and i don't know I, you know like i said i was going through like this whole thing so anyway so i uh i moved out there and i was living in like my my aunt she had like a little my aunt lived like in a little apartment in chicago and in the apartment there was like a little closet it was like a pantry closet and, and they had rented it out to someone before and it was empty at the moment you know so they were like well if you want to move in you know you can move in and you can live in the closet so literally i was living in the closet you know what i'm saying like like if i was gay or you know, I'm just kidding but like i was living in the closet and uh and i had enrolled in school but but now since since i'm living somewhere else you know my aunt never really was on my ass like my dad was or my mom was so i started um I would binge watch, you know, because when I didn't have shit to do, I would just binge watch. At the time, I had work. I that's when I actually got hired at Starbucks. I know I, I work at Starbucks out here too when I transferred back when I moved back, but that's where I originally got hired because it was right next door to where my aunt lived. So I hired, I applied next door and I got hired. So it was like perfect, you know. Um, anyway, so I but when I wasn't in school, I was binge watching shows. That that's when I first watched Breaking Bad. Dude, I'm telling you, like I was going through such a tough depression. Like it was just because I guess I was away from home. Uh, I didn't have my car because my parents were like, well, if you're going to move out, you can't take your car because people in Chicago drive crazy. I don't want you driving out there, you know? So I was like, whatever, you know? I don't give a fuck. Keep the car. I'm out. So I, I went through like this little phase or whatever. But anyway, I, that's when I first started binge-watching shows. I binge-watched Breaking Bad. I binge-watched Weeds. Uh, I kind of dabbled with The Office. Dude, I'm telling you, like, I, I, I fell into like even a bigger depression because I was just locked in the room watching TV so much that, dude, I swear to God, if you open the room, I mean, if you open the door to that little closet, the 
The next door in the hallway was the bathroom. All I had to do was open two doors and be in the bathroom. I was so, like, depressed that I didn't want to leave the room. I used to pee in a cup that was in the room. Like, if I had ate Burger King that day or whatever and there was a cup in there, I would literally pee in that cup because I was—I didn't want to leave the room. And I know this probably for some of you guys, even my friends, I don't think I've ever told you guys this, but it's embarrassing. But anyway, so yeah, so yeah, anyway, that's when I discovered binge-watching, you know what I'm saying? And and now it's like I, I try not to binge-watch and people are like, oh, you know, watch this show, watch this. I try not to binge watch because it kind of reminds me of like that little dark phase or whatever a little depression but this week a lot of shit started coming out like for example f is for families out queen of the south which is a great show is out and i try to kind of like um i try to uh, divide it like I'll, I'll only allow myself to watch like two or three episodes a day which is already a lot you know it's three hours two hours you know what i'm saying that we're talking about so i think probably mostly is two you know three is probably more three is probably pushing it like three is probably what i'll watch on a saturday or friday night but but yeah like two episodes a day if i if i want to watch because if i if, if i get hooked I, i'll just like be hooked and like i'll feel like shit you know what i'm saying even if i stop watching in the morning and go to work the whole day i'll feel like shit but anyway, um, yeah, the, wow, I didn't even fucking want to go down that road, but I guess I did. But yeah, so I, I guess I recommend those two TV shows, <laughs> F is for Family and Queen of the South. Queen of the South is a very good show, but the only thing about that one is because obviously, you know, Reina del Sur came out first, you know, with Kate del Castillo, fine-ass queen. That's my baby mama right there, you know what I'm saying? When I get famous, I'm going to marry her. But anyway, um... Yeah, Queen of the South is like the English version, which it doesn't have Kate del Castillo. It's another great actor, Teresa Mendoza, is who is about or whatever. And uh, it's just kind of cringe because it came out on USA, so it's in English. So like the Bices be in Mexico talking English, and I'm like, what the fuck? It'd be kind of cringe. But anyway, if you get past that fact, um, it's it's a very very dope show. So I do recommend it. But uh, anyway, let's get into let's get into what's important um, of uh, uh, like this week. So. This week, uh, it, it, I mean, we live in a, such a crazy time where everything moves so fast, you know? Um, I mean, we're going from protests to riots to people getting canceled to politicians, Trump. I mean, it's just every every day every day is a new day, and it's almost like it's almost it's bad for us because I feel like it numbs us, you know, where it's like when something big happens, we don't even fucking care anymore because it's just like, well, that's just today's news, you know? So anyway, but this week, you know, I kind of, a lot of the news doesn't phase me because I guess, like I said, it doesn't kind of fuck with my real world, you know, because what I'm focused on because like I said I, I focus on this podcast I focus on my stand up I focus on, on what I do you know what I'm saying I, I try not to give a fuck too much about when celebrities get cancelled because I mean to me I could give two shits you know what I'm saying I live my own life but I mean, the life that I'm in, or I guess the life that I, I live now, it's like I love comedy, so I, I got introduced to the comedy world, you know, so a lot of you guys are into music, you follow rappers, rappers news, and shit like that, so I follow comedy, you know, I, I know about new new up-and-coming comics, OG comics, local comics, comics above me, comics below me, like, I know about every comic, you know, and uh, this uh, one of my favorite comics this week uh, got canceled, or is getting canceled on Twitter, and it kind of fucked, it, it kind of, I mean, I don't want to say fucked me up, because I mean, a celebrity doesn't give a fuck about me so I mean I shouldn't really give a fuck about them but to me it was kind of different because I mean I know some of you guys listen to this podcast and this is the only podcast you listen to like you didn't even know what a podcast was before you started listening to this so and then I know some of you guys already knew what a podcast was or some of you guys have your own podcast some of you guys are fans of other podcasts so anyway um, my favorite podcaster and the inspiration to this fucking podcast is Chris D'Elia Chris D'Elia is the only is one of the biggest comics right now working or was working in uh, in the comedy world right now he's I guess I don't I don't want to say like the Drake because that, that'd probably be like Kevin Hart 
Hart, you know what I'm saying? Kevin Hart's doing arenas. But Drake, but I mean, like, Chris D'Elia is up there. Like, Chris D'Elia is a, is a motherfucking heavy hitting. Like, he's doing theaters. I'm talking about, like, four nights in a row. Sold out Chicago, like, eight different times. I mean, I'm talking about, like, he makes fucking money. But anyway, um, he also has this podcast called Congratulations, where it's only him, and all he does is talk shit. Like I said, he inspired, it's the inspiration to this podcast, really, because that's why I kind of started saying, oh, no guests, no guests, because I kind of got the idea from him, you know? Um, and even though we're nothing alike, like he's a white boy and he does his own thing and his comedy is different than mine, I just always, you know, I, I, I like them and he's one of my favorite persons that I listen to. His stand-up, I would say, is he's not my favorite comedian because I don't want people to get it twisted either, but he is my favorite podcaster, you know? And listening to someone every week, you know, I, I mean, I feel like you guys maybe feel this with me. Like, you feel like you know someone on a personal level and shit like that. Like, with him, I felt that way. You know, it's like every week I listen to this dude, what does he have to say this week, you know? Some weeks may be better than others. Some week you're just like, ah, I can't even listen to this whole thing. Sometimes you turn that shit off. And, and it's like that, you know, that's the that's the relationship with a podcast, with a lot of podcasts. I don't think that everybody listens to every single episode unless, you know, you're really devoted. And and if you do listen to this every single episode, then I appreciate you, you know. But anyway, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Chris Aaliyah fan. Went to see him in December at the Chicago Theater. And this week, unfortunately, um, there was this girl who spoke out and said that uh, when she was 16, Chris Aaliyah tried to groom her, talked to her, basically invited her to a show, told her she could come back stage when he was in Tulsa and uh it was it, this was all via emails um so it wasn't like uh, like his actual profile verified profile but it is like his official email that you know he uses to communicate with fans because you know a lot of comics especially not I don't know about now like he probably right now he doesn't check his emails because I mean he's so big on a global scale like like you know he's too big to be checking emails but like when comics are up and coming and they're touring and they're doing comedy clubs and you know they can't sell all the tickets so they do radio stations and they email back and forth with fans so they make sure that when they go to that certain city that that venue is filled up. So comics do have to interact a lot with fans, you know, to to make sure that their 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 uh their shows are filled when they do touch down in that city. So it appears that in this situation, he was reaching out to this fan and basically saying, hey, you want to come backstage with me and all this? And the girl mentioned she was like 16 and he continued to, you know, you push on it, you know what I'm saying? Like on some thirsty shit, you know? I know a lot of you motherfuckers, and I know it's some of you motherfuckers that thirsty ass motherfuckers that be on that shit too, talking to little girls and shit from, from high school and shit. So don't be on it. That. That's some straight up creep shit. But anyway, uh, there was that, you know, at first, you know, so at first, you know, as a fan of someone, you don't want to believe it, right? You're like, oh, no, nah, like this is this bitch is lying or or whatever but but then I try to play both sides it's like wow this is the reason why girls don't really you know come out to their I guess their abusers or their or, or don't you know what I'm saying they'll come out when people do harass them and shit because motherfuckers don't believe them you know so I don't want to I don't want to like shut this whole girl down right so I try to keep my ears open I try to you know hear both sides out you know but as a fan of him I also instead of running right to the internet and be like oh fuck Chris D'Elia fuck all that I can't believe I'm a fan I try to hear him out you know what I'm saying I'm trying to see listen to his side Unfortunately, this week he has not. He didn't drop a podcast because he usually, well, he usually drops on Mondays. But with this whole quarantine shit, he started dropping on Thursdays, and this whole week he hasn't he hasn't dropped. I mean, of course, with everything going on, I'm sure he had something recorded, and he just like fuck that. I can't drop this now. Everybody's kind of all eyes on me type shit, you know. And uh, little by little, more people started accusing him of different shit, different girls, you know, fresh out of high school, you know, close to 18, shit like that, uh, started coming out like, yeah, he's hit me up, he's invited me to his shows, like, yeah, and, and it's kind of fucked up, you know what I'm saying, see your hero get torn down like that, but I mean, if it's true, you can't, you know what I'm you can't defend a fucking pedophile, you know what I'm saying, you just can't do that. But uh, like I said, right now, I'm still, I'm still waiting on him to say something, but with him being so quiet and not saying shit and having his fucking agents and his fucking uh, PR and 
all those people control because they released a statement to TMZ saying, oh, that's not true and all this. But it was it was not him. You could tell right away how it was written. That's definitely like PR and agents and damage control trying to trying to quiet this shit down. And and it kind of I'm kind of disappointed because I feel like if somebody was confident that they didn't do shit. I, I feel like me, myself, personally, I'll come out the gate like, bitch, shut the fuck up, you fucking liar. Like, that's that's some straight-up cap, you know? Because you got, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know. But when somebody stays quiet, it kind of makes you think, like, fuck, this motherfucker probably was on some goofy shit, and now he's probably back deleting tweets, deleting emails, you know what I'm saying? And it, and it kind of is disappointing, you know? Like I said, I'm still trying to hear him out, and I will hear him out when he does come on and say something. But if this shit don't add up, I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like I can't, I can't, I wouldn't be able to support, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I got sisters that's, you know, well, my sister's 20 now, but I mean, she was younger before. I can't imagine a motherfucking 30. I mean, he's fucking 40 now, but at the time, 30, he's fucking six, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, you know, he's a grown-ass man hitting up your sister. She's fucking 16, 17. It just, it ain't right, bro. You know what I'm saying? It ain't right. But um, anyway, I guess, you know what I'm saying? We'll see and we'll, we'll see what happens. But I did see a lot of, and it's fucking crazy because the people that don't know Chris D'Elia from comedy were a big fan of the show You on Netflix, you know, that stalking motherfucking show. And uh, and they were saying, oh, and he played a pedophile on that fucking show, a pedophile comic. And they were like, oh, well, you know, what are the fucking chances? What are the, the irony that he played a pedophile and he really is a pedophile? So it's kind of, fu- you know, he just fucking doesn't look good, man. And I guess he was a pedophile on Workaholics or or I don't know about Workaholics. He was on a different show that he was on before, right, before I even knew about him. So it kind of it kind of sucks, you know what I'm saying? See your fucking heroes just fucking get canceled. But, I mean, if it's the right thing, then it's the right thing. If he, if he really did that, then, I mean, shit, I can't, can't praise him, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? For talking to kids, fuck all that bullshit. I don't give a fuck how good you are, you know? And another, and now that, I mean, we're on the topic and on the subject and shit, um, Joey Diaz is another person that uh, is now trending. I feel like uh, now that they started with Chris D'Elia, they're kind of going at all the comics in L.A. right now, like all the big heavy-hitting comics. They started talking about Joe Rogan and about how he gives them a platform, and they say that Joe Rogan knows about these motherfuckers touching on kids, or, or not necessarily touching on kids, but like inappropriate behavior and doing shit that's not right. For example, Joey Diaz, uh, one of my favorite comics. I'm not even going to sit here in front like that. Joy, Joy Diaz is somebody that I could definitely relate to with all his cocaine stories, his crazy-ass fucking stories. You know, a big motherfucker. He tells it how it, how it is. You know, he's unapologetic of the way he speaks. But uh, there's just some shit. Like, this shit that came out recently, uh, this week, actually, I just, I just can't agree with that as an up-and-coming comic. Uh, there's a quick video of him and Joe Rogan a few years ago, and he talks about how, how when he was at the comedy store in the Belly Room, which if you guys don't know what the comedy store, again, it's a comedy club in L.A., and they have different theaters um, not different theaters, but different rooms in that big comedy club. They have the original room, the main room, and then they have the belly room. The belly room is the smallest room in the comedy club. That's kind of where most of the open mics happen. The up-and-comers kind of do shows there, and then all the other big comments work out their material in the bigger rooms, right? So anyway, he said when he was controlling the belly room that he would have bitches give him head in order for, for them to get on stage, right? So he said he had, like, over 20 motherfucking girls that, you know what I'm saying, that were, I mean— yeah, used, you know, in order to get stage time and shit. And he's basically telling this whole story on the podcast, like, you know, laughing about it. It's kind of fucked up to hear, you know, because especially... I mean, it's obviously, number one, is wrong. But me as a comic, you know, working our way into these big venues, you know, my dream is to one day perform at the comedy store, but I ain't trying to suck Joey Diaz's dick, bitch, you know what I'm saying? Like, the fuck out of here, like, and, and it fucks us up as comics, too, because it's like me as a guy, you know that this motherfucker that's, you, this motherfucker is letting, the only, he's only letting bitches that suck his dick on stage, then you're getting cut, you know? Like, me as a guy, I'm getting hurt, but but that's not even the bad part, you know? The, the, the bad part is the fucking girl that's getting taken advantage of, you know what I'm saying? It kind of sucks, and, and I mean, you 
hear about these stories in Hollywood all the time and shit, but to see your heroes and these motherfuckers that you look up to realize that they're the same motherfuckers that everybody hates, it's just like, fuck, whole time you've been talking shit about all these Hollywood elites, you just like them, but... Again, these are all allegations. Um, I guess there has with Joey Diaz, there hasn't been any confirmed cases yet. Or I guess nobody has came out and said it was them. You know, I'm one of the girls or whatever. Um, the thing about Joey Diaz, too, I guess I should also point out and say, um, he does tell a lot of stories. He's known to be a storyteller. Uh, he actually has been questioned a lot. Like, is, is he really, is he for real? You know, a lot of his stories kind of don't add up. If you go back and forth through his podcast, other people's podcasts, you'll listen to the same stories story and you'll hear it be told different so a lot of people kind of speculate that he bullshits a lot when he's telling stories and on other people's podcasts just to make just for the sake of the joke you know to make it funny but i don't know i feel like some shit like this it ain't some shit to joke about right but but uh but i mean i guess i guess if nobody comes up and you know maybe he was just making that shit up but i mean it's still fucked up right but i mean if it's true and girls do start coming up and and got proof or whatever the fuck then i mean i i really can't rock with buddy or whatever but i guess we'll, we'll wait and see what the fuck happens man um people did also try to cancel joe rogan uh which again one of the biggest fucking podcasters in the world i mean he did like so many people were going after him and so many even way more people were defending him so it's like he's almost at the point right now where he's uncancelable uncancelable but I mean, he didn't harass anybody. People were just trying to trying to cancel him because he was giving them a platform. But I mean, he probably didn't know shit about that. You know what I'm saying? So I got to give him the benefit of the doubt too. But uh, but I guess we'll see and, and see what happens. You know. But again, if this shit is true, I'm not gonna. I can't fuck with him no more. You know what I'm saying? It's just not. It's it's, it's fucked up, man. You know. But anyway. Um, Let's move on a little bit, man. I don't know, you guys, sometimes you guys don't give a fuck about comedy. I just have to speak on it, man. I've been waiting to speak on that all fucking week because I just watched it happen on Twitter, bro. My homie producer, hey, Zeus, hit me up. He's like, yo, you seen your boy uh, Chris D'Elia's training? And I'm like, oh, I wonder why he's training. He probably is treating some goofy-ass dude or, or going at it with a YouTuber or some shit like that, right? Because that's what he's known for. And I go, this motherfucker out here talking to teenagers. I was like, fuck. Fucked up my fucking day, bro. My stomach is hurting and shit. That's probably just because I drank milk and shit, but anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, fuck it. Let's move on a little bit, man. That fool, a bay bay Hey, baby, that Hurricane Chris fool is in jail. Supposedly, he is in jail for murder. Uh, do, do you like that song, Jesus? That shit was a fucking hit. I remember I used, I used to have it as a fucking ringtone, bro. I remember when I was little, my mom bought the Razor, and I used to buy hella ringtones off her shit. My mom's bill used to be like 480. She used to be mad as fuck, bro. She used to be like, what? I used to I used to buy all the fucking ringtones. I had all the Soldier Boy songs. I used to have all the fucking Hey, baby, hey, 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 baby, pull up in the club, hey, you know, all the ringtones, bro. My mom, my mom used to be in church and shit. Her shit used to ring, hey, baby, hey, baby. <laughs> The ladies would just stare at her. But, um, but yeah, anyway, um, oh, man, he's in jail for murder. That fucking sucks, man. That food never made another hit besides that one. It was a good one, though. I'll give him that. <sighs> man, did you guys see there was a video that went around last week, too? Um, the Aurora Police Department pulled over this car right there on Yola, and uh, it was a couple, a black couple, and it was a guy. Man, I don't, I don't, get, I don't remember their ages, unfortunately. I don't have the article right here in front of me, but... They were, the guy, the, basically the cop is talking to the guy in the driver's seat. Then another cop is talking to the guy, to the girl in the passenger seat. And he's trying to identify her. And she's like, why do I have to give you an ID? And he's like, well, I have to make sure that you're safe. You know, what does he have? What if he has you kidnapped? You know, 
because a lot of play, a lot of times you do see that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna lie. A lot of times, you know, sex trafficking, you have to make sure that the girl is, you know, there in her will. But I mean, unfortunately, with everything that's going on now, I think the the cops should have read the room. Like, okay, you know, if they tell you that they're good, then just shut the fuck up and walk away. You know, especially again with everything that's going on now. But the cop insisted, insisted. Which at this point, I felt like the cop was like, all right, dude. You know what I'm saying? She obviously doesn't want to give you shit. You know what I'm saying? Just let it go. If they're not doing anything wrong, just let it go. But the cop kept pushing. Eventually, the girl's like, you know what, man? Like, she started getting disrespectful, started getting a little bit loud, which, I mean, she had all the rights to if she didn't want to identify herself. She didn't have to, right? So the cop ends up opening the fucking door, tries to get her out of the car, so then the girl makes this big scene. She starts yelling, I can't breathe, and, and, and basically somebody that was just passing by got a glimpse of the video, and they uploaded it on Facebook, and it almost went viral, basically. It just was all over town. It, it did, I mean, it went, like, local viral, I guess you can say. It was all over Aurora. People were watching it, and people were, like, trying to see what the fuck was up with APD, you know what I'm saying? They were like, what the fuck's going on? But then Aurora Police Department did release the whole video, and basically they were like, oh, well, I mean, she was just making it up, you know, but but she really wasn't. I think the girl really passed out, but I guess, I don't know, I guess, it, I don't know why they released the video, I guess, to see that they weren't really fucking with her or choking her out or anything like that, but still, like, I don't know, why the fuck would you release the whole video anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, you already, with everything that's going on, it's all fucked up, man. Um, where the fuck... Oh, dude, I don't even know what the fuck else I was gonna say, man. Oh, you know what? I guess I, here, I, I guess I'll talk about this because um, I see it happen all the time on on on, uh, on Snapchat, and uh, and people don't really talk about it. People don't really know what to do. So, again, I told you guys I worked at Starbucks for a little while. Um, and people sometimes put on their Snapchat, oh, the guy in front of me paid for my shit. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I'll ask, like, well, did you pay for the person behind you? And they're like, fuck no. And, I was like, and then I'd be kind of fucked up because uh, when I worked at Starbucks, I found out they'd they be doing, like, you know, them white people, but they'd be doing, like, the the uh, follow or, or pay it forward trains or whatever the fuck. So one white person that's in a good move will come. They'll pay for their food and then and their coffee, and they'll pay for the person behind them. And then usually what you're supposed to do as a barista, you tell the motherfucker behind them, hey, you know, the guy in front of you took care of your of your drink today. Would you like to take care of the person behind them? And I feel like as a good person, a motherfucker should be like, you know what? Well, how much is it, you know? If it's, like, $2 more or less than what you got, I feel like you should still pay for that motherfucker behind you, you know, and keep it going. But a lot of motherfuckers just be like, nah, I ain't gonna pay for that shit. And then, like, for example, when I used to work there, there was this guy who bought a cup of coffee for, like, $4, which is still a lot for a cup of coffee, but anyway. Uh, and then the person behind them had, like, five lattes, and their total was, like, $25. And the, guy, and the guy was like, yeah, I'll pay for their shit. Fuck it. And I ran his card, and then I asked the lady behind him, okay, you know, the guy in front of you pay for their shit. Uh, pay for your shit, which was like 25 bucks. Would you like to pay for the person behind you shit, which is like $8? And she was like, nah. And she just drove off. And I was like, you fucking bitch. But I mean, I guess she's not obligated to, but I feel like as a good person, for those of you guys that don't know, when somebody pays for your order in front of you at Starbucks, you gotta, you know what I'm saying, do the right thing, pay for the person behind you. It's a pay it forward thing. It's a nice thing to do. I mean, obviously, if it's fucking $10 more than what you got, then like, fuck that. Or if you were just gonna get a cup of water, you was ain't gonna pay shit because you broke like me, then fuck all that. I ain't pay for the motherfucker behind me either. You know, I get you. But anyway, I guess that's just a little a little tip. But um man, you know what? The other day I was thinking about this fucking this fucking uh this shit like um like talking to like talking to a girl, like being in a relationship, because I haven't been in a relationship in a long time. Like like last relation like actual relationship I was in was like in freshman year, but I was like, oh that's my girlfriend, you know? Ever since that, like from then now, talking stages only, you know what I'm saying? We're not getting past the talking stage. 
we get into the fighting stage of anything, but not past that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't it don't go past that. And um, but even when I'm at a talking stage with somebody, I feel like me, I'm a loyal motherfucker. I try to be loyal to everybody, and like. I try to be loyal to all my hoes is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> no, but I'll be loyal to the person I'm talking to, right? But, and even then, the reason I do that is because, like, I feel like I'd be so fucking busy to talk to multiple people. Like, I do not like to carry conversations throughout the day. That's not who I am. Even if I'm talking to a specific girl, if we're talking, you can send me a few texts a day. I'll send you a few texts a day, you know, but we're not gonna, what you doing now? What are you doing now? Hey, how you, what you doing? You know, like, I don't like talking all day. It's just not my thing. And what I'm trying to, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is I don't know how the fuck, especially you good-looking motherfuckers, how the fuck do you be cheating, bro? How the fuck do you motherfuckers be talking to multiple bitches at once? I do not get that, bro. How do you text five bitches? Because I got to tell you one thing. Bitches is boring, for one. You know, you cannot tell me you're talking to five girls and they're all interesting. Girls are fucking lame, bro. You talk to a girl, you ever, hey, what you doing? You know, I'm here with my mom. Like, I can't imagine having to put up a fake-ass conversation for five different bitches just because you're trying to get some pussy, bro. Or for bragging rights, you know? Oh, yeah, I talked to hell a bit. I, I'm too bored for that shit, bro. And then on top of that, you got to hang out with them bitches, too, because it's not like you're just going to be fucking. You got to hang out once in a while, go out to eat. How do you remember which one is? I don't know, because there's a lot of motherfuckers that I be talking to, or sometimes they'll be like, oh, yeah, bro, I got like, you know, like four bitches on lock. How, bro? Don't you get bored talking to these lame ass bitches? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just I always thought. I, I guess it's just just there's just a, a problem that ugly motherfuckers never had to worry about. I guess I'll never know, right? <laughs> but um, man, here let's get serious a little bit real quick. <sighs> man, so there's this case going around. I, unfortunately, I haven't talked about it too much and shit. But I'm gonna talk about it again uh, right now a little bit. So this girl Vanessa Gillen or Guillen, I don't know how to spell how to say her last name. Vanessa Guillen, I think, but it's spelled G-U-I-L-L-E-N. She was uh, out in a base, I believe, in. Te uh, she's from Texas. She's from Houston. I don't know. I think she was in Texas as well, in Fort Hood. And uh, she recently had wrote her mom from the base, from the military base, and said that she was sexually assaulted uh, on the base, right? Now, for those of you guys that don't know, I feel like the when you're writing in a military base, I feel like it's a lot like when you're writing in prison. Because I recently wrote to my homie Lil Jesse. Ooh, and I just got off the phone with him. I'll tell you guys about that in a little bit. But anyway, I recently wrote to my homie Lil Jesse and I sent him some pictures, uh, a few different pictures of different things, and I sent him one where it was him and his family, but his family... His family looks scary. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if his family took a family picture, they all look like gangbangers. So, so the fucking the the correctional facility or whatever the fucking the, the prison took the fucking picture away because it was said it said gang activity. So basically, what I'm trying to get at is they go through the fucking letter, they read it, and then they give it to them. And if it's some shit that they shouldn't know, they do not give it to them. Or if they send you some shit that they don't want us to know on the outside, they will not mail it. You know, which is very fucked up. But uh, anyway. Um, uh, that I feel that that happens in the military. I feel like every letter that you try to send out, those motherfuckers read it. And this girl had wrote a letter. Uh, I don't know if they read it or not, but this girl had wrote it. I'm assuming they didn't because, I mean, it made it out, right? This girl wrote a letter saying that she was sexually harassed. And I think what happened after that, people started asking questions and people found out they were asking questions, right? Um, so what happened is that I guess the only thing that's on the news is saying that uh, that she's missing, that she's nowhere to be found. She's been missing for like over a week now, and uh, the family's looking for her. Um, the, the actor uh, Salma Hayek was sharing her article. She brought it to to ma mainstream media because fucking nobody was talking about it, right? So, which is fucked up and it's scary, right? How? What do you think the military can hide? You know, if this girl Salma Hayek didn't speak up, if Twitter wasn't as big as it was, and you know people people actually gave a shit and retweeted shit, and now the rest of the country can find out who the fuck would actually report. 
and shit like this. How many other girls have gone missing at military bases and motherfuckers don't speak about it, right? So anyway, this girl's been missing from the, how the fuck do you go, how, how the fuck do you go missing on a military base is my question. You know, you're, that's, you're supposed to be safe, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, she's missing. I don't, and, and, and recently I read an article from the same fucking base. There was a few sergeants that got busted for having uh, uh, like a pimp ring. Like a, it was a prostitution thing. It was a ring. They were using the fucking lower ranking soldiers, new soldiers, you know, that were on basic training, girls that felt like they had to follow every command because if not, they were going to be kicked out or, or, or who knows what would happen to them, right? So they were using them as like, a, like they were basically selling them to other people that were either on the base that were higher rankings or, or sergeants or, you know, people in charge, which is very, very fucked up. And uh, I read an article uh, about that, about the same base, but no, nothing has been confirmed about this Vanessa chick. But I mean, I feel like it's some fucked up shit. I feel like somebody got a hold. I feel like either the mom, you know, was trying to find out what exactly happened when she read that letter and people started finding out, oh shit, you know, somebody knows something and they made her disappear and now nobody wants to say shit. It's fucking weird, you know, it's weird. Who, because I mean, even like you think, oh, somebody kidnapped her. Who the fuck, if you're a criminal, who the fuck is like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? Uh, like, kidnapping is getting so easy. I'm gonna go kidnap a military in the military base. I'm gonna go kidnap a soldier in that. Who the fuck thinks like that? Nobody. Nobody that kidnaps people is gonna go into a military base to kidnap somebody. Are you fucking dumb? That was somebody in that motherfucker is doing some fucked up shit, and motherfuckers need to look into that. You know what I'm saying? So if you guys haven't checked it out, go read up on that shit, man. That's some real shit. And I'm gonna have, like I said, I'm gonna have more guests on here. I'm gonna have my homie from the military. Uh, he was deployed in Kuwait. My homie Porfirio is gonna come on the podcast soon. He's actually he'll actually be in the studio next week, and uh, we'll, I'm gonna ask him a few different questions, how shit is, because I don't, I don't really know. You know, I want to know from somebody who's inside, and he said he's willing to tell it all. Now I don't know if he has any fucking stories about shit like that, but he'll tell me how shit is in there. You know, and, and we could kind of maybe see what, what the fuck we come up with. But um, but yeah, man, if you guys haven't looked into that, man, please, please, please look into that shit. But anyway, um. Man, here, you know what? This week I've been I've been tuning into that fucking. Cause I told you guys, hella bullshit music has been coming out. I don't even try to listen to music anymore. I've been listening to hella podcasts and shit. But uh, this week I had time. Uh, I was checking out more music, you know. And for the past few weeks, I've been listening to that full Rod Wave. That full Rod Wave go hard. His fat ass be singing his ass off, man. I swear to God, that one album, Pray for Love. From front to back, that's a fucking hits, bro. Go listen to that shit. And when I'm in a good mood, I go listen to Polo G. Polo G's from Chicago, bro. I remember when he fucking put out that video, Finer Things, before it popped out, before he blew up. And I was like, this kid has a hell of a melody. He's going to fucking go far. And when Pop Out came out, the video, I, it had like 100,000 views. I sent it to the homie, Chance. I was like, watch, this video's going to blow up. Sure enough, it became a fucking platinum record. Like, I don't know, even multiple platinum records. I think now, I think it's like two or three times platinum. But anyway, that's, and now he dropped an album. It's called The Goat. And low-key, I kind of lacked on, on listening to it right away. I, I don't know, for some reason, I kept pushing it off. I was listening to Lil Baby shit. I didn't really give a fuck about him too much. Then Gunna Drop, I was into Gunna shit all the time time but uh but then this week i was like fuck it, i'm gonna check this album out right and i checked it out bro i'm telling you bro this month there is some songs that i could do without you know what i'm saying i'm gonna tell you it's hits back to back but bro there's some fucking hits on that fucking album bro like the song be something with little baby uh even the fucking losing my mind losing my mind i don't even know how to sing motherfucker but that shit go hard as hell it's called beautiful pain that martin and gina that i know stop it full of hits full of hits flex with juice rolls on there but that be something with little baby really just be hit 
getting different, bro. You know what I'm saying? They got the, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to say that word, fuck. Dolphin noise <laughs> or something. Yeah, but anyway, I did a good job. I don't think I said the N-word too much or at all in this episode besides just right now when I fucked up. But anyway, um, yeah, that beat something go hard. You know, motherfucker went number one and shit, so you know what I'm saying? Anyway, go fuck with that album. Go listen to that shit, bro. I'm on track number three. Uh, oh, you thought we were still talking about Polo G? No, motherfucker, keep up. I'm talking about me again now. Go listen to Laughter's Good for the Soul. Two Skinny's on track number three. It's called I'm at the Gym. Purchase it. If you got money, if you be flexing your stimulus on Snapchat, 99 cents, bro. You could buy a track. You know, send me a picture. Send me a screenshot of you purchasing it or even listening to it. Tag me. I'll share your shit. You know what I'm saying? Or if you don't want me to share it, don't tag me, but let me know. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate everybody who's been tuning in uh, and fucking with that shit, man. But, um, Man, wow, you know what? This is in my notes twice. On the top, it says, I love bitches that look like crackheads. And in the bottom of my notes, at the end of the episode, it says, I love shorties that look like crackheads again. I just, I'm in love with crackheads, you know? If you have no teeth, DM me. <laughs> Fuck crackheads. And then on the bottom, it says, SpongeBob is gay. Oh, it's because SpongeBob came out as gay. Oh, you know what? I don't even want to talk about that. He's gay, you know what I'm saying? I, there's not even anything to talk about. If he's gay, he's gay. I still like SpongeBob. What the fuck? Motherfuckers that make a big deal out of SpongeBob being gay are gay. <laughs> no, but anyway, um, that's all I have today, guys. Uh, I think I've been going for a pretty good minute now. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. I know that... Uh, this, I don't know, I was all over this place with this episode, but I feel like it was a good episode, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. My name's Too Skinny. Follow the podcast, Talking My Shit Podcast on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Too Skinny 300 Keep fucking sharing the podcast, bitch. I see a lot of you motherfuckers stop sharing it. I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you when I see you, bitch. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Please share the podcast. Um, <laughs> what else was I gonna fucking say? I got some shows coming up, man. I'll tell you guys all about them, man. Honestly, though, bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.